My heart skips skipping the beach You're not close enough So that space between you and me Let's lose it The way you're dancing Swaying to the music Girl, that body and how you move it Every time you cross my mind Girl, I lose it Alexa, play the Country Heat playlist Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Welcome to the Tour Junkies Fantasy Golf Podcast presented by 18 Birdies, the most complete golf app on the market available on iTunes and Android. What up, Tour Junkies fans? We have got a great interview for you today from George Bryan. He plays on the PGA Latino America Tour. He's the brother and co-founder of Bryan Brothers Golf. His brother's Wesley Bryan on tour. These guys started the golf trick shot movement two or three years ago. It's an amazing story. He gets all into it, tells us about that. The one trick shot they would never do. Um, he even roasts Pat's golf swing live during the interview, which is really funny. We talk about Wesley Bryan's anger issues, and you know, we even get George to sing happy birthday to himself. That's right. He did the Tour Junkies podcast on his 30th birthday. I'm not really sure what that says about George, but nonetheless, he did it. And we got him to sing happy birthday to himself like a true sport. We appreciate George. Appreciate you guys checking out the podcast. This is a fantastic interview. We'd love it if you share it with people on Twitter, on Facebook, whatever you got to do. And it's always, always in 2018 going to be sponsored by 18 Birdies. The fastest growing app in 2017 is 18 Birdies with over a half a million downloads. Half a million in the last year. That's more than the PGA Tour app and the Masters app. And we've got a promo code for you. If you download the app and sign up using the promo code TOURJUNKIES, all one word, you get premium access for 60 days, free of charge, no credit card required. It's an amazing app. It is the most complete golf app you could have. So thanks again for listening and enjoy the interview with George Bryan. All right, golf addicts, welcome back to another edition of the Tour Junkies podcast. You got your boy Pat Perry on the line. I have David with me, and we have a special guest for you today, a guy who is currently kicking it around on the PGA Latin America Tour, played for the University of South Carolina, unfortunately, uh, was all SEC at University of South Carolina, is part of a huge golfing family. His father played golf. His sister played college golf. His brother is currently on the PGA Tour and won on the PGA Tour last year. But we got Mr. George Bryan on the line, who's also maybe known for a few trick shots. George, how you doing, buddy? Doing great. How are you guys doing? Doing Very good. Fantastic. Real fantastic. Good. So... George, I'm going to start off because I mentioned last the trick shots. So that's that's obviously one of the things you're known for. What is what? How do you keep your trick shot game fresh right now? Because there's so many out there that are doing it. Um, you know, ever since y'all popped up with with yours, it seems like we're, we're seeing all kinds of different ones. So how do you keep it fresh nowadays? Well, honestly, it's kind of impossible because I was just a setup man, so I never was any good at trick shots. Um, <laughs> And so I just watch what everyone's doing. And honestly, if they would have been coming along when we were, I guess, 
I guess 2015, kind of in our prime doing trick shots, they would have blown us out of the water because they were way more creative and way better than us. We just were the only ones doing it. Um, no, but honestly, the Brian Bros is more like from the get go. We wanted it to be just like a overall golf brand that kind of you know showed the funner or the more fun light side of golf. You know, not take it too seriously. And so that's kind of what the Brian Bros is now is more just like a you know our mine and Wesley's travels around PJ Tour, PJ Tour Latin America, golf swing. So the occasional trick shot will pop up there, but mainly just kind of following our journey, you know, in professional golf. Yeah, definitely. We and I've noticed that too, you know, on there on the on Instagram and, and definitely on Twitter. And it's been really cool kind of seeing just both of y'all's progress in the game and you know, but I, I do have to know with with the trick shots that you that y'all have done in the past what is the worst injury you've seen or, or have felt yourself? There's, there's got to be at least one out there. Honestly, Wesley was so good um, with the trick shots. Like, I trusted him way too much, way more than I should have. Um, <laughs> you know, chipping the ball from in front of him and having him hit it over my head. And so I kind of would, you know, push the envelope a little bit. But one of the shots, I was, hitting a, I was on a beach, and I was hitting a bunker shot. Up, Wesley was kind of on a dune and pretty much right over me. And we thought it was a good idea if I would flop it up there and he hit out of midair. Well, this ball literally was right by my head. And he was like, I think that about hits you. I'm like, I don't know, whatever. And then we, we go back and look on the, uh, the video and it literally missed my head probably about, probably by about one foot. And, um, but that was the, you know, closest we've had to in- injuries. Um, both of us came out of it unscathed. So I think that's a success. Nice. I would, I would certainly be worried about like a shot to the, to the groin. That, that would be. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it, it was. I mean, it was dicey because, like, you know, all it takes is one little miss hit off the heel or toe, or and and, and things can go really wrong. And I just kind of stood out there like a good setup man would do, and put my life on the line, all to make uh, cool content. Have you have you ever broken a club or anything during the, you know, with during a take for for a trick shot? Oh yeah, in the early years. Um, Probably the first, when we first started doing it, we broke. We would go through, a, a, you know, quite a few drivers. We would go to the local golf association, um, pick out or pick up some of their hand me downs and old clubs are not being used, and we would go through probably one or two drivers a week at least. And then Wesley kind of started feeling, you know, where he should swing at, what he shouldn't swing at, and he just got better, honestly. And probably the last like so all 2015, a little 2016, he might have broken one driver. Um, wow. because he kind of knew what to swing at and he got really good. It was, it was honestly really impressive how more drivers weren't broke, but he always somehow found the club head and didn't break the shaft. Wow. So, uh, you know, along those lines, you know, obviously he was good at it, but you know, which I guess, can you remember a particular shot that took the most takes? And then, and then, you know, on top of that, what percentage of shots took five or less attempts? So the one that took the most was, um, one of our first ones we did with legendary shots is when we mixed basketball and golf and he had, we had like a 60 yard um, down a ravine shot. Wesley was hitting like an eight iron and trying to get a basketball into a basketball hoop. And that one took probably about two or three hours, mainly because we only had six basketballs that we were, you know, we'd hit the six and we'd have to go retrieve the balls and do it all over again. And so that was the, definitely the longest just because like if we would have had basketballs just lined up, we could have knocked it out probably an hour or under. But then, honestly, I'd say the majority of them got with We got them within probably five to ten minutes every time. Yeah. And that's kind of – because we, we we were too impatient. We wanted to actually play golf. So we, went, we didn't want to 
pick stuff that were too hard because we didn't want to stay there for two, three, four, five, six hours to get a shot. So we'd kind of like think of something that was doable but kind of easy for us and then do that. So we never like pushed the boundaries too hard because we were too lazy and honestly too impatient. <laughs> David, oh, how, how many t- takes do you think it would for us to do that, something like this? Yeah, that's well, just not even. I mean, being y'all swings, it probably y'all be there all day for sure. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I was going to say, I don't think I've ever seen this one, but you know, a popular, a popular thing that's kind of come out of, it, it may be a perversion of golf trick shot stuff is like people putting the tee in a ball in their mouth or between their yeah. butt cheeks or something like that. Have you and Wesley ever said, you know, we we need to make that one happen. Is that, I don't remember ever seeing that if you've done it. So forgive no, me. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We never stooped to that level. Um, you're not going to, and you wouldn't put a tee in your mouth and, and a ball on no, your mouth and let Wesley hit it. No, we're also pretty, like, we might look dumb, but we're actually kind of smart. And, <laughs> like, putting a ball and hitting, knowing what we know about golf, that, that's, I mean, that's just a recipe for disaster. So, no golf balls hitting out of mouths. And, uh, we, yeah, we never even thought about that. Because, I mean, just seen too, too many horror stories. And we didn't think the payoff was worth the uh, risk, honestly. Well, we did we did a, a shoot when we were doing some stuff for for tour junkies for our, just for Twitter and everything else and and you remember that David when we were trying to we had the tee I couldn't we couldn't even keep the ball on the tee when I was laying on the ground so it wasn't was a up. we it was there's not a we it was Pat <laughs> could not lay flat on his freaking back and put a tee in his mouth and keep the ball on the tee like he couldn't do that I wasn't even swinging I'm we were waiting Jeez, yeah that. <laughs> It, I would get freaked out just even, I mean, you put Tiger Woods, Wesley up there. I still, I mean, I'm not doing it. Like yeah. that's, just, that's a lot of subhead speed coming right at your mouth. So yeah, I wouldn't that. do it for free. I mean, I think I would let a professional, I, I would let a professional do it and I would close my eyes. I mean, I wouldn't watch, but I would close my eyes, but I think I would do it for, for like, I wouldn't do it for free, but, um, but that props to you. You're no dummy. I, I want to go back though. Like, cause you guys, just to be from the golf family that you're from and uh you guys clearly are just you're you're close you can tell you're both really close to each other and you love golf you you grew up playing golf like so in that in 2014 2015 when y'all are both you know um grinding on on tours and trying to get you know trying to make it in professional golf too but you also want to build this brand and like how was the you guys really were kind of trailblazers for the trick shot thing. And and I love Pat's first question of, you know, how do you keep it fresh now? Because it, I remember, like, when you guys first came out, every time you put a video up, I wanted to see it. Because uh, I knew it was gonna, just going to be crazy and it was going to be cool and funny. And, you know, and, and now there are so many people that copied what you guys did. And and did you know and and do good you know a good job at it. But there's so many people that do that now, and like tri- I'm almost numb to it. Like I, I watch some amazing trick shot, and I'm like, bah, no big deal. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, like yeah. what was the what was the thought process when you guys started the Brian Brothers thing, and and were y'all like sitting around and you're like, let's just make let's just be trick shot artists, or did it just kind of happen naturally, or were you wanting to go a different direction with that? Um, so we knew there was Dude Perfect was has been around for a yeah. while, and we were always fans of them. And so we, you know, saw this shot on the made Sports Center top ten and got like a million views of just two high schoolers hitting a golf ball out of midair. And we were like, man, well, I think we can do that better or whatever. So we were bored one day. We just put a couple shots on our Facebook, and like all of our friends and people we went to church with, I'm like, dude, that was so sick. You should do more. I'm like, 
I mean, was it really that cool? And like, we had no idea, but like we had a lot of, you know, input or people, you know, giving, giving us their opinions. And, um, they were like, all right, we'll make a YouTube video. We'll just, you know, do this. If it gets, I think we said, if it gets like a hundred views, we'll make another one. Well, it got like 500 views and we're like, huh, that's kind of cool. Let's make another video. And that's our second video is one that went kind of viral within the golf community, some of the sports community. Um, and then from there, you know, we you know, kept producing videos and people kept watching. We're like, how the heck is this happening? First of all, we don't know if it's that cool or not, but people keep sharing, watching, commenting. And so that's kind of when it, it went off in my head that we knew that Dude Perfect was out there making a whole bunch of money um, just off YouTube and various other, you know, um, yeah. ventures. And so I was like, well, there's no one in the golf community or no one does this with golf that we could be our own like little niche and whether it makes us money or nothing, like might as well give it a chance and give it a try. And that's when like probably four or five months later, we got contacted by golf digest to do our first like paid shoot. And we're like, Holy cow, how's this even possible? And so like one thing led to another things kept snowballing. We just kept like plugging along, like growing the brand. We never like intended on where, it, uh, I guess from the get go, we never like saw this happening, but, I wanted to at least give it give it a chance to like try to make this into something into something that might produce money or might grow into something more than just two guys hitting shots out of midair. And so, 2014, Wesley, I had no money to play, you know, to chase it really on the tour, and Wesley was doing his thing. So we kind of had some free time, or I had some free time to kind of like invest and grow, try to grow this brand. And so, um. 2015 comes around and that's when things started changing like we started getting asked to do stuff with like Bose um Callaway you know wanted to partner up with us and it was just kind of got crazy there for you know probably a five or six month span and now here we are that's awesome man like how, yeah. do you remember like because like Pat and I have a couple of moments probably not more than a couple meaning two that, that yeah. like I remember something we did seemed to get a lot of attention and we could, you know, like it, it kind of helped, you know, we just got like a jolt in following or a, something for a minute. Like, do you remember uh, the first time your Twitter account or your, your Instagram or your um, YouTube hits just like really went through the roof? I'm not talking 500. I'm talking like thousands of hits. And you, you guys, yeah. you guys remember those moments? I mean, they were all cause like, honestly, we, there was a lot of hard work we put into like trying to get these, videos picked up and like sending emails to every single producer of every single sports TV show in America, Twitter, um, newspaper, just whatever, just to, to, you know, Hey, can you put this YouTube video on your article so we can just get views? Um, so everything kind of was pretty progressive, but the, I think the first one, the legendary shots video we did, I think it was September, like the golf digest. So golf digest was 2014 summer. And then we go to, 2014 fall and we shot with gopro and then the legendary shot so we had like this four month span where we just like put out some incredible youtube videos that got millions of views um and they were all kind of like one after the other after the other um and it just kind of kept growing like our subscriber count would go up um our twitter you know our twitter we twitter numbers started growing a little bit but we never really started growing a whole lot on instagram until i think GoPro tagged us in one of their uh, on uh-huh. one of their videos, and we picked up like ten thousand followers in one day. And we're like, wow! Holy cow. And this this is kind of some. Then we would like we saw the power of just like sending this video. Like, hey, will you? I think we reached out to like TFM, Golf Digest. Like, hey, you want to you know tag us in in one of your or 
post a video of us and tag us or whatever. And so we just kind of like kept doing this and people kept tagging, following and growing. And, um, yeah, it was from 2014 summer to 2015 summer where we like just did a whole bunch of crazy stuff. And then Wesley got the Q school, um, later on 2015 and the trick shot stuff kind of died down. So, I mean, looking back at it, it's pretty wild to see that all this stuff happened and legitimately from in one year. Yeah. So, um, well, George, it's it's not a trick shot, but I sent you a video earlier today. Yes. Um, and I asked you to take a look at it. It, it. it looks like it could be a trick shot, but it's not. It's actually a video of Pat's uh, real golf swing. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Um, and and now, now, it's a beautiful golf course. Uh, I believe it's Sage Valley. We got a chance to play Sage Valley. Um, with Will Wilcox last year, and I took a I took a nice down the line video of Pat. And Why I thought, did you put maybe, this on the group text, David? Well, I just you know I know you're busy with your real job. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, so anyway, George, I was just going to see if you could take a look at that for us and uh, give us some some opinion. So like right now, live on the podcast, we're going to have George pull up the video, and he's going to just take a look at Pat's golf swing and give us a little feedback. Hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Before we hear George just absolutely bludgeon Pat's golf swing, I got to tell you a little secret because we got to give you guys some free money. All right? Free money. That's it. Our friends at MyBookie want to give Tour Junkies listeners that use the promo code Tour Junkies, all one word, all lowercase, Tour Junkies. When you make your first deposit, they're going to give you back 50% bonus on that money. That's free money we're giving you right there. Just free money. Then, then, we're going to give you some great advice on who to bet on, whether it's golf, first-round leader bets are, are awesome, whether it's uh, outrights to win, the Masters is coming up, and if you're a football guy, you got Super Bowl coming up, you want to make some Super Bowl prop bets, don't you? My bookie is where we are going to live in 2018 when it comes to betting. Listen, Pat and myself have already made successful deposits on my bookie, and we've both also already made successful withdrawals. It's reliable. It's super fast. If you're interested in getting your money out quick, you can get it out. You get it within 24 to 48 hours. It's super easy, reliable, not a big deal. Not like some of these other sites. It can be a little sketch. Not my bookie. Great customer service, uh, great uh, mobile responsive experience as well. So we really appreciate those guys. And we stop the podcast and tell you about them because we know a lot of people want to know where we do some of our betting. And this is it. My bookie is where you need to go. So head over to mybookie.ag and use the promo code TOURJUNKIES, all one word, all lowercase. Let's get back and listen to this hilarious roast of Pat's Golf Swing. Yeah, so honestly, from the get-go, just by a setup, you know things are going to go pretty wrong, right? I mean, just, <laughs> just you know, just something's not going to go right here. Yeah. Um, but then we, then we take it back. We take it back to the inside, but whatever, that can change. It gets to a decent position at the top, and then that's, that's where it just kind of goes wrong. Like, just, yeah. I haven't seen something that over the top in a long time, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, my, uh, my old coach growing up, we used to we had this guy that he that taught and he actually made him quick off because of how mean he was. But he said, uh, your swing has more planes than the Columbia Metropolitan Airport. And that's kind of what I'm thinking right now with watching this plane. <laughs> um, and then, oh yeah, another thing. You notice a lot of people get rocked back or lift their heels when they're taking it back. But somehow, oh yeah, I've seen that a lot. Lift, seen that he lifts his toes, which I've honestly <laughs> never seen. Like he lifts his, both toes come off the ground. On the top of the back swing. <laughs> and then, actually, 
somehow makes contact with it. It looks like it flies pretty straight. So all in all, as bad yeah. as the swing looks, it looks like it might actually work. Yeah, um, I mean, this, the finish is decent, though, right? Yeah, I mean, no, it's like no, a decent this finish. Is, this is actually perfect. Like, weight perfectly, I mean, just, I mean, uh, perfect balance. Like, I want that finish when I'm finishing, but I don't want all the other parts. Yeah, yeah. you know, I, I I can't really argue with you here, but and and, and it's kind of sad because I you know I grew up. I mean, I had I grew up basically with a golf club in my hand. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. and honestly, what I've come to learn is my swing's always been pretty. It's been pretty good, but like you see it all, see guys on tour. It doesn't really matter what you're like as long as you own your swing and kind of know what you're doing. It could be the ugliest swing in the world. The, I mean, it just doesn't have to be good. But as long as you know what you're doing. Then you can make it work. So, as bad as it might look, then who cares? If you hit good shots, then that's all that matters. See, well, and and I agree, David. So you could learn from that too. I mean, you know, I, I when I when I was in high school and even in college, I, I tried extremely hard to, to. I really wanted to be just a scratch golfer, but but mm-hmm. you know, I finally realized that it just wasn't going to happen. So I just I always tell people, you know, you'll be happier if you just go with your swing that you got. Just play your game. So. I agree. That's what that's what I'm gonna try to do this week in Mexico. Just whatever. Just kind of take what I got and and be be at peace with it and see what happens. Well, you you and you and your brother have like to me the most like picture perfect technical technically sound golf swings um, that that I see out there. And I know you guys grew up in a golf family. Your dad played golf at a professional level and teaches uh, George Bryan uh, Golf Academy or something, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Your sister's obviously a talented golfer as well. Um, you know, how 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 was that? Like growing up in the golf family, that's just gotta be amazing. I did not grow up in a golf family. I didn't know I didn't I didn't start playing golf until I was like nineteen. Um, but but how was that? And like, you know, I'm sure you guys are all pretty competitive. Um but I, I, I noticed too, like I think it was Thanksgiving or Christmas, you guys posted a video and it was either Christmas Day maybe, y'all all went and played golf, is that right? Yeah. That's kinda of, that used to be before you know, we all got married and yeah, and went our separate ways. But usually, Thanksgiving, and Christmas Day would be kind of we would always play golf, and um, that's awesome. That's awesome. And so, kind of a lot of special occasions kind of revolved around golf. That's kind of what my what we all grew up doing. We just all loved it, and um, it was just cool growing up. Kind of you know, watching my dad. That's kind of how it all started. Me and Wes, we would tag along, watch our dad play golf, and go with him yeah. to the golf course. Um, then that kind of um, we we fell in love with the game as a result of that and now here we are chasing it for a living um so it's pretty cool and you know and dad i think um you see so many parents kind of not ruin their kids but like really try to force any sport on them just because i mean that's natural like i, if I had a son i would be hard-pressed not to like force him to do golf yeah so that's what my dad did so well as he said you know you don't have to play golf you don't have to do this but i want you to find something you're passionate about and chase that and um whether it's school golf basketball whatever it is find it and chase it and so he made like he never forced us to practice he um if he if we wanted help just go ask him he never would say hey this i think you need to do this um he would want he would wait to you know where we would want to ask him for advice and so that's kind of how we're i think still both in the game is how kind of hands-off he was but at the same time he was really hands-on when george when y'all get together to to play as a group, are you playing for anything specific or is it just, just to play? I mean, like I, I can remember when I got together with my brother and, and dad and we would play, we'd play like for the, for the Perry cup or do y'all play for like the Brian cup or anything like that? Or is it just, just to go out and have fun? 
Um, it used to be, it used to be a few dollars on the line. Like I think we'd always pitch in five bucks. Um, me, my dad, and Wesley, and heck, you, my sister. We, we, I mean, if you know, if you wanted to play, she had to pony up the money. Um, <laughs> but now it's kind of turned more pride because we don't. I mean, we just want to beat each other. Well, actually, I think it's mainly me. Wesley doesn't care if he gets beat by everyone or if he beats us, but I'm the one that turns into like really want to beat Wesley. Dad, he's not really as competitive anymore because he just watches golf and doesn't have time to do it for himself anymore. But yeah, back in the like when we were in high school, there would be some pretty intense grudge matches where you know I would be on, I'd be almost in tears, you know, at, at what transpired. Uh, either Wesley Birdie in the last three holes beat me by one, or I'd bogey the last hole three putting to lose by one. I've seen it all, and but yeah, it, things would get heated. But it was, uh, I think, it's what made us the golfers that we are having one another that we're both really good juniors, amateurs, college players to kind of push each other um, to try to reach the next level. You guys are clearly um, pretty talented. I mean, I know you're you're getting ready to play uh, a season here on the Latin America tour. You're in Mexico now. What's um, How's the game, and what did you work on kind of in the off season? What's the plan for you this year? And, um, you know, I mean, because here's the thing, like, the guys that play, and I, we've talked to our boy Paul Appian, and Paul's been on the show before, um, you know, if you're playing down there, you're, you're, you're like a couple of hot weeks away or a really good break away from finding yourself at the next level. And then, you know, being up there on the PGA tour before too long. And clearly, you know, you're a talented player, um, great junior career, high school, um, and, and college all American. And you won at the college level. So like, what, what, what is it? What's, what have you been working on? How's the game now? And what's the, what's the part of your game? that you feel like is going to put you over the top and like get you to the next level. Um, so that's awesome. So I mean, like this past year, 20, was it 2017 was my first year, like playing competitive, like full time in like five, five years. And so, um, I finished 76 on money list, which I needed to finish top 60 to keep my card. So it wasn't great, but considering I was caddying in 2016, doing trick shots, 2015, I think it was a pretty successful year. Just like, you know, considering where I've been. Um, but I feel like my driving is always going to be good. No matter how I'm swinging it, I'm always going to drive it pretty straight um, for the most part. So that left really just kind of getting my irons a little sharper for this year. I want it um, not necessarily hit it much closer, but I just want to make my misses a little bit, you know, more on the planet. Um, and so that's kind of what I worked hard on the last few weeks is to get my irons dialed in a little bit. And, um, and honestly, I mean, heck, as good or bad as I hit it, I think, the big difference is going to be my attitude and my like kind of how I view myself and my confidence. Cause that really is a difference maker. I mean, you, yeah. you play with the guys all the time that, that scrape it around, but just have a really good attitude and just know how to like play their game. And they end up, you know, the top of the leaderboard, um, a lot of the weeks. And so that's kind of what I want going into this year is my attitude to be way better than last year. And just, just have a lot of self-belief that, you know, I might've been lacking a few weeks here and there, um, in 2017. So I think that's what, if I can get my attitude right, then I think this year could be you know my best year yet. Are there any really good um, Latin America tour stories from last year that yeah. that you could that you could share? Of course there are, there's, and they're all like how stupid, how dumb stuff that I've let happen. Um, so <laughs> perfect. First, um, pretty st- like nothing crazy happened, but pretty standard. You know, you'll kind of eat something bad and yeah. you know not feel great the next day. But that's just travel in another country that happens all the time but on the golf course um you know we're in jamaica and this was i think my last tournament of the first half of the year playing pretty good top 10 um going into the second round 
and um, I make my wife on the bag. We're having fun. I make a nine on a hole and go really quickly to the cut line. And so, uh, you know, my wife's not happy. I'm not happy. We're just moping around. Um, a few holes later, um, I'm, I'm in casual water, and I call a rules official. Uh, like, hey, I think, you know, it's the casual water. And as I'm, like, you know, trying to test for casual water, I kick my golf ball. And uh, just, like, what are you doing, George? Like, the stuff that you do in junior golf. <laughs> and end up missing the cut there by one. So, oh, my God. so that was kind of, it was just like, what are you doing? Well, fast forward to about about four weeks later, or four events later, I'm in Peru, um, and I am, let's see, first round playing pretty good, just go a bunker shot into the water hazard over by a green, and I'm like, ah, whatever, you know, I'll drop, just make double or just get out of here, drop it once, whatever, drop it second time, or first, I'll go back a little bit, drop it the first time, goes in the water, so I have to redrop. Well, drop it a second time. My caddy picks it up about a foot in front of the red line. And um, I'm looking at him like, what are you doing? Of course, he can't speak English. So, like, communication is just not existing. And he doesn't know what he's done. And comes to find out he like, got the two-stroke penalty for touching a moving ball. And I ended up missing the cut by uh, two strokes that week. So, uh. got a couple of dumb stories that I missed cuts because of, like, stuff that I shouldn't let happen. Um so yeah, the, some good caddy stories that aren't so good, like you know, just foreign or like uh, being in a foreign country, caddy speaking no English or whatever, and players not being able to speak Spanish, and so you can get some dicey, uh, dicey situations go on throughout the year that are kind of funny looking back on it, but during in the heat of the moment, not very funny. Um, yeah, you probably want to hit each other. Yeah, I, was, <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, I was not um, not happy for the whole rest of that round, but. Like yeah. at the same time, like, gosh, I mean, if I would have been been able to communicate with them a little better, then this wouldn't have happened. But still, you learn and uh, you move on. Well, and well, luckily, you you had to, did you have to learn? I mean, work on not only your game but your your Spanish in the off season. Yeah, that's the biggest <laughs> thing. Like, is just being able to like travel, not only like play golf tournaments, but play golf tournaments in a foreign country. Um, takes like getting used to travel going to these countries and like trying to figure out how to get from the golf course to the hotel to the hotel to where to eat um from the airport to the hotel and so like trying to figure all this stuff out while competing and doing your job um was an eye not an eye opener because i knew it would be tough or different and um but it's something that definitely gets used to i think the more you do it the easier it becomes and like you're just feel more comfortable you know in the settings I would imagine you guys get a lot more camaraderie on that tour too, because like if if I'm in that position, like I would much rather have to figure out hotel, how to drive, how to get places, how to communicate, where to eat with like four other guys on tour than I would by myself. So I'm sure oh, yeah. you guys, you know, hang out and get to know each other a lot, and it's probably a lot of good camaraderie there, which is cool. Um, yeah, it's pretty. It's actually, yeah, I mean, there's it's not too clicky. But you definitely there's like probably groups of five, ten people that like yeah. those same five, ten people hang out every week on and off the golf course. Um, and it definitely helps. I know the first event right out of the gate, um, Mexico Q school is pretty easy because you go and you go to the airport and go to the resort and you're there. No, I mean, honestly, you're, it doesn't feel any different, but the first one was in Argentina. And so I've never traveled really by myself and flying down all the way to Argentina. Luckily, Paul Apian messaged me. and was like, Hey, I'm getting a real car. You can kind of like, you know, I'll show you the ropes or, you know, help you out. And so he <laughs> drove me around, kind of just showed me how to, you know what to do and i learned a lot just you know from him and it makes it just so much easier 
um, when you have two people navigating a foreign country instead of just by yourself. Because, I mean, one of the Argentina events, I had to take an hour Uber ride from the airport to the golf course by myself, and it was just like, it wasn't terrible. Um, but it's just like, if you don't know, if, like, if you miss a turn, like, you can't just say, hey, uh, I think we're going over that way. And they're like, oh, you know, we don't, don't speak English, sorry. Um, and trying to, like, communicate in broken Spanish is always interesting and actually pretty pretty comical because I don't, you know, I'm using Google Translate to try to tell these um, people, you know, what to say or what I'm saying, and they have no clue because I'm messing up the translation. Um, and, but no, it's, it's, it's fun. It's a fun challenge to uh, try to navigate, and I'm um, looking forward to it this year. Well, speaking to some of those those guys in the camaraderie, are there, give us, you know, because like you mentioned Paul, we love Paul. Uh, give us some characters on the Latin, on the Latin America tour right now, some guys that, that you know, don't have the, the Bryan brothers golf following like you do. You know, they, they don't, they don't, they're not as well known maybe, but these guys are some characters, maybe some really good Twitter accounts or Instagrams. Uh, and, and obviously also probably some good players that we're going to be hearing from later. Who are a couple of guys that come to mind that, that most of our listeners may not know? Um, I don't know. The character, like, I didn't, I didn't really, characters, I know the shrimp was, I didn't know him, I've never played with him, but the guy who won the, um, was number one on the money list last year is now on the web.com tour. His nickname was a shrimp, so that's awesome right there. I mean, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, what a nickname. Um, just, I mean, if you watch this guy play, you're like, there's no way this guy can make, like, you just, on the first tee, kind of looks, he's a little, not overweight, but just probably five, six, or seven, a little heavy set, just gets up there, takes no practice wings, just kind of slaps at it, but he's a freaking baller. Um, <laughs> play, I think he won twice last year, um, just all the confidence in the world, and he's a really, I mean, it'll be fun, to, I'm really curious to see how he plays this year on the web, and I'm hoping he does well, because it was fun to see how much he just dominated last year. Um, T.K. Kelly is a very good Twitter follow. Um, if he finished like number eight or nine on the money list, maybe a little lower, I'm not sure. Um, so I think he might be bouncing back between Webb and Latin this year. He's definitely Who is that? Uh, T.K. Kelly. T.K. Uh, Kelly. Yeah, he's he's a solid player. He won uh, the Dominican event. Um, young guy. Um, let's see who else. Michael McGowan is a freaking legend. He uh-huh. is. I mean, he's wild he just sometimes he has a beard sometimes he has a mustache sometimes he has a goatee um very carefree um but good dude and he made it to finals i believe um don't know how he did it um finals anyway so he would probably be out there but he is a is a solid player as well that's really the only that's all i can think of right now at the top of my head um what about um you know obviously you guys are big on social media who's your favorite golf related twitter follow or Instagram follow. Uh, Harry Arnett at Callaway is probably yeah. Awesome. He's interesting. I'm, obviously, I could be a little biased because I'm Callaway, but he is he's fantastic. He's not afraid to mix it up with every single brand, and but at the same time, he's very very fair and is like not. I don't know. It's just just different. It's something different about how he you know what he tweets about and what he does. He's very. I don't know. He's not afraid to uh, just get a little edgy and have fun with mm. Twitter. He knows it. Twitter. It's not, you know, life or death or super serious, so um, I love following him. So I gotta know, what is something that Wes sucks at? Uh, Wes sucks at nothing, honestly. It's so annoying. Like, <laughs> every, like little little games, King Kong, pool, dart, um, anything that you can be competitive as a youngster, he would just dominate me in. 
and it was super annoying shooting basketballs. Um, he's not that athletic, but like he can shoot, he can hit a baseball, um, had a, has a good arm, can throw a perfect spiral. Um, huh, I'd say what he's not good at right now, um, driving the golf ball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's battery. He's in the woods and slices on the green and makes bird anyway. So it is. Yeah, that's true. It's, wor- it's um, working out all right. Yeah, but I, I don't know. That's that was the. No- the I'm telling like, you, can he? Most- it, can he sing? Can he dance? Is, yeah, is he, he a is he a rapper? Yeah, he, all that is so annoying. It's like what? one of my things. Growing up, I, I wanted to like sing like song lyrics when I heard him on the radio. I can never remember the songs, but he can. I think if you right now, if you call him and ask him to sing. Um, Eminem and Dr. Dre song, uh, forgot about yeah. Dre. He could he could yeah. spit out the whole entire song right now off the top of his head. That's exactly how that's how Pat feels about me. Yeah, oh I could, god, I yeah. the song for two straight weeks, every single day, and not be able to tell you two words of the song. <laughs> also, I'm not bitter. Can't tell. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, so you know, going back though to the college days, I always like asking, you know, about you know, are, there's got to be some good like college road trip stories when you're playing and things like that. You got any, any particular that come to mind? Um, no, I mean, we were pretty, other than typical immature, you know, jokes, farting, those kind of <laughs> things that any college kids are going to do. Um, not nothing too crazy, but it, like the thing with us is like all of us that we could eat, we could straight throw down some food in college and especially Wesley. And so the coach would just, I mean, poor guy, like he would take us to these restaurants and we would, obviously he's not going to tell us we can't order. So, um, there was this one, this one trip that, uh, it was fancy steakhouse and we're in there ordering, you know, filets beside lobster. And, uh, <laughs> Wesley gets up and asks the poor waiter and he's like, uh, I want a filet with a side of filet. And he was like, uh, excuse me. Uh, yeah, I just want to fillet with a side of fillet, and just kind of like he was so stumped, and end up Wesley end up ordering two fillets. You know, just kind of like it's not that funny, but it like if you would have seen like poor waiter, um, trying to like he's never heard that. You hear, oh, you know, I have a side of this, and Wesley just goes straight meat for a side. Um, but, I actually like that move. Um, speaking of Wesley, like what what's an embarrassing story? you have on Wes from, from, from maybe childhood or, or, I mean, it could be recent. Just what's like um, the most embarrassing thing that you can share? Nothing, like, nothing too embarrassing. I'd say the, probably the funniest kind of that would show our relationship in a nutshell. Um, we were super competitive growing up. Like we were just always trying to get on each other's nerves. And, uh, I think, I don't know how old we were, five, six, seven, eight, um, in a rental car at a golf tournament. And, um, I was just picking on Wesley and he was like, stop, I'm going to hit you if you, if you keep doing this. And I, of course I don't believe him. And, um, he just rears back and socks me in the nose and I get a bloody nose in this rental car. Um, and <laughs> were you driving? My, no, I was six years old and. Oh, oh, shit. oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about young. My mom and dad are in the front seat. And my dad turns around. He was like, son, I told you, you to- he told you to stop. And he, I mean, this is what you get. And I was like, what the heck, dad, I've got a bloody nose here and I'm not getting any kind of support from you guys. Mom wasn't uh, like mom wasn't like going nuts because her baby was bleeding or anything. Mom probably was, but Dad was like, "That's what you get." I was like, "Whatever." But um, <laughs> that's kind of how it went. Like uh, we were back and forth all the way until college, and then we kind of started loving each other, or at least publicly showing that we loved each other in college. Because prior to that, we did not definitely didn't show that. Um, Speaking of uh, Brian Brothers, you know, you, you know, there's a there's a a, a Brian Brothers twin golf 
guys. Tennis, I mean, the tennis, I mean tennis guys. Tennis guys. Yeah, you seen yeah. those guys? Yeah, we tried doing a video with them way back, like in the early days when we were like just coming yeah. up with different stuff we could do, and they they never really wanted to do it. They were they thought we were. It was kind of a funny. It was, it's too long to get into now, but it was kind of a funny story looking back at it. But they're mm their manager kind of got mad at us because of our net. Cause like we were starting to get popular people would come <laughs> to like their tennis tournaments and be like, Hey, I saw your y'all's uh, trick shot video. We loved it. And <laughs> so they were calling the Brian brothers of tennis. They were getting confused for us. So that's kind of cool. Oh, uh, but I no, they, we, that was one of our like goals is to get a video. And I think one of them was on board or we had it lined up and just schedules never, um, turned out to, to, um, work out. But yeah, it was funny that people would show up at these tennis tournaments and think that they were the uh, Bride Brothers of golf. You know what? Those screw those guys, man. That's what I say. They wouldn't get. They yeah. wouldn't get. You know. I mean, I, and they're cheesy. I, you know. I go. I go to BrianBros. dot com because I'm like, surely I can get some. I can get some video stuff from BrianBros. dot com, and it's these two yeah. dummy looking tennis players. I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on? Um, and so I think it's hilarious, and I think you guys yeah. should continue to be way bigger than them and troll them for the rest of their Brian brothers career until they submit their domain or whatever it is, their website. I think that's all. Yeah, I know. That's but funny that they... Speaking of, and then on the uh, flip side, we were playing the Monday after the Masters Pro-Am one year. Me and Wesley paired together, Brian bros, and someone had come out with their granddad to get like a picture or something. And they're all, they walk out in the rain and the granddad is like visibly distraught when he gets there. And he's, he's like, it's like y'all aren't the Brian Bros. I'm like, oh yeah, we are. And he went. He was looking for the. He thought we were the tennis players. And I'm talking about he was like his little kid was like emotionally distraught. And like they turned around, didn't want our autographs, and just left. I'm like, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to like ruin your day. But we're we're just the golfers. But no, it was funny. Like he like it was not just like a oh man oh well can I have your autograph anyway. It was like uh, I don't want it's it. Wait tears. Yeah, it was weird. It was kind of funny, but felt bad for the guy. That at the was that at the Hootie event? Yeah, the Hootie and the uh, Blowfish Monday after Masters. Yeah. Um, we appreciate you, man. Uh, I, I want to tell our listeners what a stand-up guy you are because uh, it is your thirtieth birthday today, man. So happy mm-hmm. birthday from myself and from Pat Tour Junkies, our listeners. Um, appreciate you taking the time to, to to talk to us for forty something minutes. That's pretty cool. And um, what are you gonna? You got any big plans for thirtieth? What's the wife doing? You're you're kind of a newlywed, right? Like, did yeah. you guys just get married? Eleven eleven months into marriage, it's been 11 awesome. Months. Um, yeah, and uh, we're gonna go out. And actually, I think we scratched the dinner plans, and we're just gonna go pick something up, maybe cook a homemade pizza, and watch a movie. And then I get to get up about four o'clock in the morning and head to the airport. So uh, there you go. Nothing too, nothing too crazy on this thirtieth uh, first day, but uh, maybe thirty one will be a little more crazy. Maybe, maybe. Um, well, well, that's awesome, dude. Uh, again, happy birthday. Hope you guys have a great, uh, a great birthday. Do you? What would you? Have you ever? Um, I was gonna sing. Have you ever sang happy birthday to yourself? Um, I have not. I'm not a good singer. Um, but I've had a couple people sing it to me today. Oh, you um, have. Mm-hmm. You, you, um, you want to try and sing it to yourself? Sing it to myself. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. There you Ooh. go, man. See, now, don't you feel better right now? Did that make you feel good? A little better. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm still not, still, I'm still having trouble getting over this 30 number. Like, uh, I'm not, I'll never be in my 20s again. No, yeah, that does. Hey, I, I listen, I just hit the 40 number. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. 
That is true. I, I feel you. I'm, I'm on the 30 side of 40, so I, f- I feel that. That's a real thing. Um, and, and George, props to you for, for doing, for actually singing happy birthday to yourself. That's cool. Know, it was a little weird, but whatever. But, but, not do it. But see, you, you feel better about that. Like, maybe every now and then people, you just need to sing to yourself. You know what I mean? Like, just get yourself well, going. Yeah. You know? I mean, I do sing to myself. It's not very good, but I'll sing in the car. Not in the shower, but, I mean, it's terrible. My wife says I'm not a good singer, but I still enjoy doing it. Yeah, but not, see, George, see, you're missing it. See, you're singing by yourself. I'm talking about singing to yourself, to yourself. buddy. So see, next time, next time you're in Mexico and your freaking caddy picks up your ball in front of a red snake, and you're trying to keep from punch him in the face, it's your your faith is going to keep you from knocking him out, and and then maybe if you sing to yourself something, just find a little. I'll I'll, I'll keep that in mind this year. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be some moment in time where I do get a little bit hot. Yeah, and you let us know when that happens. You know, um, we'll support you. We'll support you. Perfect. Thanks, man. We appreciate it. It's. at George Bryan, the fourth, right? At yeah, George Bryan, IV, IV on Twitter. Bryan Bros Golf, awesome dude. Well, we're gonna be tracking you. Best of luck this year. Get some W's. All right, and, thank um, you. We'll, maybe we'll see you around Aiken Augusta. All right, I'm, I'm down. Thanks, George. All new Ellen, mother daughter duo Kate Hudson and Goldie Hawn, plus the new Bachelor Colton Underwood. If all goes well, then I'm going to go back to his fantasy suite. Ellen today at three on NBC Four. Today is gonna be the day we move ya. Come on and make the switch right now. News for today. Wake up with us. Four to seven a.m. on NBC Four. Working for you. It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer All the stars are closer Tell me what you gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs Download the Amazon Music app today